there. This is Della Rucker of the Wise Economy Workshop Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I want to share with you today a great story, a great idea from the city of Piqua, Ohio. Now, we heard from Piqua in a previous podcast where Bill Lutz, who's in charge of community development for the city, told us about the revitalization of the Fort Piqua Plaza, which is a massive building that is a pretty incredible uh, restoration and community revitalization story. Today we're going to hear about a completely different kind of initiative, but also one that has had a powerful effect on building community. Bill is going to tell us about the Citizens Academy. This is an initiative that PICWA started to help people within the city of PICWA, regular citizens, to understand how their local government works in a whole new way. So I loved hearing this story from Bill. This is one that I didn't really know a whole lot about before walking in, but it was a fascinating example of how a pretty simple, pretty low-tech approach can make a big impact on the success of a community. So I'll let Bill tell you about it. I'll come back at the end with a little bit more. And here's Bill Lutz. Well, we're here again with Bill Lutz of the city of Piqua, Ohio. Piqua is one of those places where it seems like every time you turn around, there's some other really awesome story coming out of the place. And one thing that I wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk about is an initiative that they've been doing in Piqua called the Citizens Academy. Correct. And the Citizens Academy takes the idea that we've done in a lot of communities of sort of doing leadership development or take a cop to work day or something like that and really puts it on steroids and makes something very effective out of it. Absolutely. So, Bill, tell us a little bit, first of all, about how this program works. What do you do? Um, it was late 2011 when our city manager, who'd been on the job for less than three months, mm-hmm. announced at a city commission meeting that he was starting a government academy. I heard about this. I go into the office the next day. I said, I said, Gary, this sounds really cool. I'd like to be a part of it. He said, well, Bill, it's yours. So I talked to him. I said, what do you want? He said, give our residents an experience. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. So what I do is I list out all the departments. I said, we're going to do this every Wednesday night from 6 to 9. Each department has its own night. We'll just run through all 12 of them. I announced this at a department head meeting, and I get so many blank stares. They're like, there's no way we can fill three hours with what we do. I told them, I said, if you're thinking about doing it the way you want to do it, you're right. Because what you're going to do is you're going to come up with a little PowerPoint presentation, and you're going to tell them about how many permits you issued, or how many tons of trash you collected and stuff like that. I said, if that's what you're going to do, it's not going to work. Because they're going to get bored and you're going to get frustrated. So I said, let's give them an experience. Hmm. Police chief raised his hand and said, I'll do it first. Perfect. So I said, we'll do police. Then we'll do fire. We'll do some of our, our indoor stuff because it was early in the year. And mm-hmm. then we'll finish up with like public works and the water plant, the wastewater plant. The schedule worked out well. So the first night we go to the police department. We start out all of them with a little bit of a PowerPoint, a little introduction. This is Mm -hmm. what we do in police. Next thing you know, a detective walks in with a taser. 
takes an aluminum can and the taser to it, starts shooting the taser with the, I mean, the aluminum can with the taser. And it's like the most awesome thing you'd ever see. He well, doesn't, that, he doesn't get electrocuted, but you can see the arc. <gasps> yeah. And it's like, oh my God, this is how a taser works. And then he goes in to explain how the taser works. Then he said, everybody get in your car. We're going out to the community college. We have a training simulator out there. We all go into this fairly dark room. Mm-hmm. There's this huge screen. And we, we see one of our officers who has this gun, a service revolver, mm-hmm. except it's it's outfitted with a little laser. And they run this simulation. And you see the officer yelling at the screen for this guy to put his gun down. And then boom, 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 he shoots him. Oh, my gosh. And then the guy on the screen falls down. And then he looks at our participants and said, anybody want to give it a shot? So we had all of these participants. And these are just... These are average citizens. They're young folks. They're old folks. Some of them are men, they're women, they're, some of them have kids, some of them don't. They're all taking their turn shooting this screen with either the pistol or the rifle, and they're having a blast. We didn't leave till 11 o'clock. Five hours out there. We had these people's attention for five hours. And so this is a training this. that the officers would routinely do. Yes, yes. Okay, so they're basically not doing anything out of their usual experience. No. They're just pulling... These members of the community into, This is what we do. This is what we do. Next week, we go to the fire department. The fire department has all their apparatus out in the parking lot, Hmm. including their ladder truck. The fire chief says, does anybody want to take a ride up the the ladder truck? Got some of our residents. They're 80 feet high in the ladder truck. They've never seen shots of the city of Piqua as they had from there. They're taking their cameras out. They're taking pictures. The next and, that, thing, and that didn't flip out somebody from a liability standpoint or well, something like that? Well, our, our city attorney made sure we all had waivers signed by everybody. <laughs> so, and each week just, it got more and more interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. We go to Public Works. They set up a obstacle course with our uh, snow plows, and they let folks drive snow plows through the obstacle <gasps> course. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They measured the most narrow street in town which is 10 feet with cars on both sides. We mm-hmm. put the cones out 10 feet apart. And they said, here, just this is what we have to go through when we have to plow snow. Do you think you could do it? We went to a park. We taught them how to mow the lawns <laughs> that we do. When we do 1,000 acres a week, you uh-huh. know, and these folks, are they're struggling to do, you know, one strip in two minutes. It's like, hey, imagine having to do 1,000 acres a week. We go to the wastewater plant. We show them everything. It's been the most amazing program we've had in the last couple of years because now residents understand what we do on a daily basis. It's been very helpful from the city staff perspective because now we can tell our story. They understand the struggles that we have to go through in order to do the best job that we can. Mm-hmm. And Pick was no different from any other community. It comes into, you guys don't know what you're doing. Why are there three people holding the shovel out by the hole? Well, now we explain those stories. Now they understand why we're doing what we're doing and and why we have to do it. The departments had autonomy in how they were going to set up these trainings. Absolutely. So do you think they were just trying to kind of show, you know, this is our cool stuff? Or were they intentionally trying to say, here are the challenges that we face? Were they taking this as, I want to communicate our story? Yes. Hmm. And they communicated their story through their equipment they use in the jobs that they do. Um, You know, a perfect example of that is... The first session we did, which was in the spring, we just got our new video truck for our underground utility department to take a look at sewer lines. And they said, you know, sometimes we need to see what's in sewer lines for us to clean them out. 
That's why we just bought this new truck. Here's our participants just huddled around this truck, looking at this little probe thing on wheels as it would go down a pipe. They're seeing their pictures up on the screen. I mean, it, it just all comes together because the equipment we use, that's the stuff that, and the skills we have, those are the things that make us do our job the best mm -hmm. we can. And we were able to show that to our residents kind of in, in as close to as a real-time experience as you can have. And that then, of course, gives them a better understanding of, okay, there's three people out here for a reason. Exactly. There is a new truck, and yes, we had to pay X amount for it, but this is what it does, and this is the benefit yeah. of it. Yep. How many people participate in each academy because they run twice a year now? they run twice a year our first one goes from about february to april our second one we just finished up we started in august august to december we actually found out the first time we didn't give enough time to some departments mm -hmm. so we had to actually add weeks this second time so like public We're, works gets three weeks or something well no it was we originally put our health department and our human resources department together oh that they decided they both wanted their own week. Huh. We had IT and finance together. They both decided that they wanted their own week too. The finance guys wanted the finance three hours? Their, they got three hours. They wanted it. They what wanted on earth it. did finance do for three hours? Um we talked about a lot about the uh, twenty thirteen budget and where our where the dollars come from and how they're being spent. We went down to our income tax collection, talked a lot about how those income taxes are collected. From individuals and businesses mm -hmm. and then we went to our utility billing office to talk about our procedures on how we not only collect utility bills but also disconnects and how we disconnect things and, and things of that nature too okay it, it was amazing to see it especially the first time because we'd have the program on Wednesday and Thursday by nine o'clock I was getting a phone call from who was on the schedule next week saying okay what happened last night how do I have to up our game to, to make sure that, you know, we're not, we're not short. We're not like boring compared exactly. to the finance people. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> yeah. How do we That's do that? Fabulous. Our engineering department actually made a movie that was real high quality production. They made a movie of what? Of going out to different projects, showing how they manage a project, showing, okay, this line here is a water line. Mm -hmm. This here is a wastewater line. This is how we put the lines in, and this is how we will put the first base of the road. This is how we build a road. Okay, because they can't take people to yeah, the construction can't. site. Exactly. So they went out and... Did it themselves and brought it... And did the video. Brought it there. Yeah. Nice. Our, our underground utilities guys, they had a cutaway section of a fire hydrant. And it was just cool stuff like that where we, wow. we've got all this stuff. And well, here's the most important question then. Is yes. What did you do in community development? We did a grant writing exercise. And basically, I told him, you know, when you do a grant, you look at different things. Like, you know, what's the community need? Who are going to be the beneficiaries? What are going to be the outcomes? Timetables? Those types of things. And we made kind of a mock grant application. Huh. We said the state of Ohio is going to give our community a million dollars. What are you going to spend it on? How are you going to spend it? Who's going to benefit? Timelines? We did, that. We did all that. We gave them 30 uh -huh. minutes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that's not enough time. I said, you never have enough time to write a grant. You get thirty minutes. Amen. <laughs> and then they each did a each group did like a five minute presentation. Huh. We actually had a little contest to see which one won and we gave the, the winners a little token prize.
And the, the neat thing about the academy is, again, the experience, but now each group gels like a family. Because, I mean, you are spending a lot of time with these folks. You see them every week for 14 weeks for three hours. And these aren't, nece- even though it's a small town, it's not that small. No. These are not no. necessarily people who knew each other going in. No. Uh, our first graduation was at a city commission meeting. And what we do for them is we give them a certificate. We also give them a little, a little golf shirt with our little academy logo on it. So, you know, nice stuff like that. Well, at the city commission meeting, they all leave. And then they all come back. And they each had a basket of cookies for each of the departments. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they all made homemade cookies for us. It's like we did it. Whatever we, we set out to accomplish didn't include cookies. But because <laughs> the cookies are here, we knew we made a difference. Because we changed hearts, we changed minds. And we now have a pipeline for good community leaders in the future. But now we've got, we've got individuals that have kind of been in our shoes to, to the best extent possible. They now mm-hmm. know the challenges we have to face. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've gone through this very rigorous training exercise to say, hey, I can now be a community leader. And that community leader can be as an advocate on the nonprofit level. Yep. Or it can be running yeah. for a council it or a commission. Be a, or a, a potential commissioner. One thing we do do is for any of the citizen boards and committees we have, if you've gone through our academy, you get top priority to be put on that. And that was the policy that was was acceptable to the existing commission? Exactly. How many people do you put through at a time? 25. Okay, so So you've done two sessions now. We've had 50 graduates. 50 engaged, educated people in a town of 20,000. Yeah. It might not sound like a whole lot, but based on, you know, what you often see when you're dealing with small, especially small town local government, yeah, that's a huge number. Yeah. To really understand and really be, in a sense, embedded yep. in what it is that you're doing. We just asked one other question about how does the city get people into this program? Well, it's no cost. That was one of the biggest challenges we've had at the beginning. It's, we just put out a lot of press releases. We use social media a lot to let people know what happened. To let people know what's happening exactly. ongoing during um, the academy. Yep. Uh, we filled up our first... Academy in about 34 days. We gave it 60. It was filled within 34 days. So this was first come, first serve. Yep, first come, first serve. We were very lucky. The beat reporter for city government for the local newspaper was part of the first academy. Oh, okay. Because that was one thing I was going to ask you about was whether media has been involved in this at yes. all. So every week she was writing a full page editorial about the experience that she had that week in the academy. And Pickle has a weekly or a daily? It's a daily well, it's five days a week. So every week you're getting wonderful coverage. I would say at least half of the people through the first academy actually wrote a letter to the editor saying that this was a wonderful program to go through. And so that, that hit the newspaper as well. This past academy we did something a little different. I would be out and I actually tweeted photos of things we were doing and the experiences we were having as they were happening to try to get people oh, cool. to say, hey, you know. Look at what we're doing and look what you could be doing here in a few months. And we already have a waiting list of about six to eight people for the next one. When, what was the Twitter handle you were using? Uh, my name, William Lutz. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story with Bill and the account of the Citizens Academy in Pequot. One of the things that I think is so fabulous about that story is the transformative effect that it's having 
for a very little cost. And it's transformative within the administration, within the people who work for the city, and for people who are just residents of the community. Doesn't cost a lot, doesn't take a lot of effort, and by simply showing people in the community what it is that the various departments and divisions work on, it's a fabulous way to demonstrate the value of what the city provides to its residents. So I hope you found something in that story that's uh, maybe worth a little rip off and duplicate in your own town. If you want to talk about this story or if you have other ideas that you're aware of or other communities that you think would be an interesting conversation along the same line, please feel free to drop me a note. You can reach me at wiseeconomyworkshop.com. You can leave a comment in the blog associated with this podcast, or you can reach out through Twitter at the at sign Della Rucker, or on Facebook at Della Rucker A-I-C-T-C-E-C-D. And I promise that whatever you say and whatever you share, if you've got good words for my friend Bill Lutz in, and the good folks in Piqua, I'll send it their way as well. So until next time, thanks so much for joining us. And as I often find myself wanting to say at the end of these podcasts, we got a good example here. So let's go get her done.